Hello, and welcome to Faith, Fathers, and Families, where the focus of this family ministry is restoring a foundation of biblical truth and reclaiming biblical foundations for our lives. You can visit us on the web at www.faithfathersfamilies.org, where you can learn more about our ministry, send us a prayer request, or hear past recorded messages. And now, a biblical message from Joshua Hernandez, founder of Faith Fathers Families. Today I want to talk about our spiritual room. It's messy. We need to clean it up and uh, talk about a few ways we can do that. You know, as a husband to, and father to four boys, I have seen much in the way of messiness. Uh, I have seen boo-boos that widen the eyes and cause panic. However, I've also seen boo-boos that call for uh, wasting a precious band-aid simply so the youngster will take his scarcely scraped knee like a big boy. I've dealt with the logic behind every excuse and reasoning from toddler to teen. Uh, one thing that has continually stood out to me is, is that of the messy room. You know, it's a feeling of dread as you climb those stairs and open that foreboding door. It leads, seems like it leads to an alternate dimension where you're sure one of your kids lives, but you can no longer discern through the mess how or where. You know what I'm talking about. One wrong move could spell disaster. Lego blocks are strewn across the floor, storage tubs laid on their side, and remnants of a terrible battles waged between Lego dragons and army men still lying about everywhere. You've seen it. The thought then arises, how does one find anything in this place of disorder? Now growing up I remember while I was not one, uh, what one would call or consider a modern minimalist, I was one to stay periodically organized. You know, it seemed good to me that something could be found or played with when needed. Therefore, things usually has a place. As I got older and realized that stuff, quote unquote, started to build up, I would just simply purge. We still occasionally do this with things like toys, papers, and other stuff. Now, you have to be careful, this idea of purging seems rather foreign to youngsters, and it can be difficult to comprehend, let alone partake in. But it's important if we are to focus on the things that matter. As we read uh, when the Israelites are in Egypt, I recall Pharaoh's response to Israel's desire to go and worship their God. He says, You are idle, or lazy. You are idle. That is why you say, Let us go sacrifice to the Lord. In Exodus chapter 5, verse 2, Pharaoh says, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? Pharaoh's desire was to keep the nation of Israel busy working for him so that they would forget about serving this God that they claimed they needed to go serve. Now, we're not slaves to Pharaoh. However, we can become slaves to other things. Like Pharaoh's desire to keep the nation of Israel busy and not worshiping the Lord, we too become too busy to worship the Lord as he deserves. Now consider this, the average home has two to three televisions, one to two gaming consoles, computers, and other mobile digital devices. Soon our lives and homes become so cluttered that we're unable to discern a path through the mess. Our physical room becomes messy and before long our spiritual room is so cluttered that God is left out completely out of the picture. Well some will say, I may have a messy room, but I still engage scripture and pray. While this may be true, the amount of time we spend on digital devices away from God 
rewires and trains our mind uh, and it shows in our desires. For example, let us say we spend 30 minutes in the morning with God in prayer and Bible reading. During that 30 minutes, count how many times you pick up your phone, think about doing something else, and consider where the desire of your heart and mind truly is. We're so bombarded by the things of this world that we can no longer discern where God is in our mess. Now, I understand we as a people are inundated with calls for our attention, marketed on every front, and assaulted with new shiny gadgets every few months that we just have to have. So what can we do? Well, I think the first thing we can do is kill your desire before it kills you. Let me talk about what I mean. Like the fallen Lego dragons and army men uh, aforementioned, we must wage war on this mentality that has so consumed us. I mean, really put these desires to death. I heard it said one time, if you really want to know how important something is, find a bench in front of a graveyard and ask yourself, what eternal value does it have? So real quick, let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21. Matthew chapter 6, 19 through 21 says, Do not store for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now that's important, because where our treasure is, that's where our heart's going to be, and we can see where our treasure is in the desires that we act upon. So think about how heavy that truth is that Jesus is saying there. We were made to worship, and we will always worship something. The problem is not worship, but our sinful desires that entice us to worship everything but God. It's idolatry. Therefore, we accumulate to ourselves things that have no eternal value and do nothing to spread the glory of God nor His precious gospel. We sit continuously in front of our screens, assuming we are all living life when the people in front of us are ignored. We flood ourselves with information and post constantly in an attempt to see and be seen, to know and be known. But all of this is inherently full of sinful selfishness and pride. Uh, Ravi Zacharias, one of my favorite apologists, said, Our right to know assumes our right to know and see everything, and that we have the wisdom to respond appropriately. Both of these assumptions are false. He said that when speaking about the level of depravity of idol worship uh, our society has gladly owned. So kill your desire before it kills you. Two, organize your time with intentionality. And this is really important. Uh, I cannot stress it enough. We have to organize our time and do it with intentionality. I know some people just do not thrive at organization, but it can be learned. It may not seem important, but when you have reached the end of your day, barely wading through all the chaos, and you find yourself asking, what just happened to my day? You can see how important our organizing our time with intentionality is. It is in these moments that we realize how much time we waste on frivolous things with no eternal impact. We must forecast our time with the Lord so that we are able to put away the things of this world and submit to Him mentally and within our heart. If everything we are flows from our heart, Proverbs 4.23, then it seems good to organize time with the Lord with intentionality. The definition for intentional is done on purpose. Did you get that? So using the word intentional is just a nice way of saying do it. Uh, 
I know it's hard, but it can be done, and it needs to be done. Force it if you have to, but you have to understand that doing something with intentionality means to do it on purpose. We do, we all do many things with intentionality. Cooking, cleaning, scrolling on the phone, watching, playing, talking, and a mess of others. However, when it comes to time with our Creator, we seem to forget what intentionality means. I'm just too busy. I don't have enough time. I'm busy with this or that. Start out small if you have to and intentionally spend time with God, say, one day a week. Then move to two and continue to increase until it is an intentional part of your every day. Do not sell out to the world's hedonism. It is exactly the opposite of what we are called to do as Christians. So organize your time with intentionality. And third and last, pray. 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 Did I mention pray? If we believe the Bible is truly the Word of God, then we must believe what it says, not only about Him, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, but also what it says about us. Therefore, we must accept how hopeless and helpless we are without God. Our spiritual room is messy, and we can no longer find our way through. We try, but we may stub our toe or step on a brick and subsequently wave our white flag. We must cry out to God in prayer, pleading for help in this area. I know it's tough. I know we all have like a bazillion things to do. And I know that we get tired, overworked, frustrated, and dare I say it, lazy or idle. But we must persevere in the faith which was given us in Christ Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. Spending time with our Creator uninterrupted must be an intentional battle against the prince of the power of the air. We will not depart from our idleness, television, internet, mobile phone, games, etc., unless we cry out to God for His strength to overcome. He is faithful and He will help. This has to be done continually. Matt Marr has a song called Every uh, Hour I Need You. Oh Lord, I need you. Every moment of every day we need Him. We must seek His help through the empowering of the Holy Spirit every moment of each day. Cry out to the Lord in prayer and seek his help. He will help you. Jesus said to ask in his name and it will be given. Of course, rightly understanding Jesus' words means asking for that which is in line with the Lord's will. Think about the word in line. In line skates typically have four wheels. Now, this is maybe in a bad analogy, but think at the beginning. We have God at the front, Jesus next, and the Holy Spirit, and the fourth will is us. If we put ourselves first, subsequently leaving God behind, we can be sure to wreck. I consider the easiest times to worship God are when we feel like it. The hardest is when we don't. Therefore, get in line with God. Cry out to Him for help in both, and He will honor your cry. Our spiritual room is getting messy. We need to clean it. So pray, pray. Well, thank you again for joining us. This is uh, Joshua with Faith Fathers Families.